Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a master transformational coach specializing in habit change. And this podcast is sponsored by The Enlightened Peach and is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it is recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. I am your host, and I have a special guest with me today, Ryan Montes, and I'll let him introduce himself in just a moment. But if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message. And remember to like, subscribe, share. So now let's get started. All right, Ryan, you want to go ahead and uh, let us know who you are. Uh, yeah, thank you, Vicki. And thank you for having me on your show. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Ryan Montes. I live in Canada. Uh, I'm heavily involved in the coaching industry. So most of what I do is in support of coaches, NLP practitioners, and particularly hypnotherapists. Most of the people in my world are hypnotherapists, uh, in addition to other skill sets. And so I support them with skills training, with business training, and uh, most recently, um, a shift towards social media marketing and content marketing and client attraction training. So I have a uh, membership that people can be a part of uh, that includes coaching and, and fun meetings and, and training and all kinds of good stuff. In terms of my background, um, like I said, I'm Canadian. I used to be a Canadian soldier. Before that, I was a private investigator operating in both Ontario and Quebec, and I've had a, a long-time passion for both personal development and travel. And so I guess there's my there's my intro. All right. Wonderful. Well, I will let everybody know the way I know Ryan is I had become a health and a life coach, and I was looking for something to give it just a little more punch. And I was toying with the idea of hypnosis because I had had hypnosis before, and it had been very helpful in my life. And even know maybe there was an ad that popped up or something but you were actually the first person I took hypnosis um, certifications with um, and it was amazing and that just opened so many doors for me and I am in part uh, I am actually part of your membership thing now and um, getting so much um, education and not only education because that's the thing we can learn and learn and learn and if we don't implement things Eh, it's a waste, right? Um, but what I love about what you're doing is that you've got everything clear cut down, you've got calls to action, you've got all these things, and that was great in itself. And then you decided to add in the public speaking part. And it was like, oh, I'm upgrading to the next level because I want that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have been very instrumental in my life for a, a bit of time now with getting me started with hypnosis. And one of the things I will share with everybody that I love about you is that your memberships are not astronomical in price, but they're astronomical in um, material and information. And when I have had an issue or a question about something, I just pop in a message to you and you get back to me pretty quickly. And every time you do that, I think, damn, you know, how has he got enough time to make all of this work and, and do all these things? Because um, it's a level of support that some people don't give you when you put it in a high dollar, you know? And so I just want to commend you with, how well you facilitate this whole thing and just help in such a personal way that um, it's just so appreciated. And I wanted to make sure, well, I had you on here that I told you that because I do so appreciate your level of support. Well, thank you very much, Vicki. I very much appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I was, I was thinking about it recently and 
I'm very much, you know, in a position right now where I can kind of break a lot of the rules of traditional coaching um, because I've laid the groundwork for the last few years. So, you know, I can afford to kind of give a lot, a lot, a lot of value as much as I can, not to toot my own horn and make it very accessible um, for as many people as I can. And, and, you know, and if I could do that and still be successful, then why not? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that kind of sets me apart is as much as I have freedom to run my business, however I want, and to set up my schedule, however I want, and to kind of do what I want, which is the joy of being an entrepreneur and a coach, I still do treat this as a, as a job. I come to my, I rent an office. I come to my office strictly 9am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Often I'm early, often I stay late. And during those hours I'm working, you know, if people shoot me a message, I get back to them. If yeah. uh, to add content, I do it because I love it. Because yeah. I love it. Well, it's that old saying, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life because, you know, and it's like, that's how I feel about um, what I'm doing with my coaching and especially with the podcast. I feel like the podcast is my baby and my self-care. And, um, but, you know, there are things in coaching for me because I'm not at the level that you are by any means that still feel like a task, but I'm getting to the mindset now where those tasks get a little bit exciting just to see if I can get on the other side of them, you know? Um, yeah. And before it was like, they would stop me in my tracks and I would just like, I think I'm going to go watch something on TV because this is too freaking hard, you know? And, um, and I got where I was doing that a lot. And so it's, and I don't really, I couldn't even really tell you what changed so much and um, to change that mindset. I yeah. think it was some kind of education or maybe something that you said in one of your lessons, you know, and I thought, okay, I need to reframe how I'm looking at this and start looking at my why and get into that, into a better, a, a stronger place into my why. And yeah. then when something does get a little difficult, I can push um, past it and celebrate that. So um, it's definitely been a, a journey for that with my with my business and everything because I love coaching. If I didn't have to do all the technical stuff and the um, the posting and the, all these things that you have to do to actually get your billboard out, right? Because um, I had someone tell me, and hell, it could have been you. I don't know. Um, but one of the things that they said, and I'll share with the, the listeners and the viewers, because some people will see this and it's not just an audio, um, yeah. is that um, somebody told me that if you have a, it's, it's kind of like when you're going down the interstate and it's a deserted area of the interstate and you see this big billboard that says Joe's Barbecue House, 10 miles, take a ride. And you go and you have the best food. You tell everybody about it. But if that billboard had not been there, you would not have known that it was there. You wouldn't have been able to try the food. And they would have just been sitting there with this delicious thing that everybody wanted and nobody knew. And so the way I was doing my business before, it was like, I didn't have my billboard out or it was a little bitty billboard that people would zip past it and they didn't see it. Um, and so now I'm, I'm diligently doing some, the task needed to be able to put my billboard out so that people who need me and my help can actually find me. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I want to ask you a question. Uh, because you've been doing the hypnosis and you've taught people to um, not only to be hypnotists, but to teach hypnosis. You've uh, you've done NLP classes. You've done so much. And I know you come from a military background. So how did you get from that military place to the mindset of this is what I want to do? What happened in there to um, take you on this path? Yeah, there were a lot of um, pieces to that to that puzzle that all kind of culminated, you know, around the year 2019. Um, right from my teens, late teens, uh, I developed a, a strong interest in personal development 
because I wasn't really happy with who I was being and what I was doing and the results that I was getting in life. There was a lot of suffering um, in the way that I was living my life just related to lack of confidence and fear and social discomfort and uh, kind of all these little things. So that was sort of happening. And it was out of kind of a reluctance to seek professional assistance at that stage in my life, which looking back, I would have benefited immensely from going to a mentor or a life coach or a therapist or anything of the sort, but I didn't want to. And, you know, of course, in many, um, for many people, there's a stigma attached to those things as well. And there certainly was for me at that time. Um, So the only route that was even remotely reasonable was the self-help route and the self-help literature. And I was so afraid to even go down that route. I remember Mm -hmm. like standing in in one of the big bookstores in Canada, like over in the magazine section and looking over (laughs) at the self-help section and just being like, no, I can't, I can't go over there. (laughs) But if a stranger sees me looking at those books, you know, like this actually happened. And so one of the first things I ever bought on the internet was a self-help book, like how to get over uh, anxiety and social anxiety was one of the first things. And even then, I remember like waiting for the mail person to show up so I could take it directly. Oh, it's in a brown wrapper. So that like my roommates wouldn't know I bought this book. (laughs) Um, So, and then I read the book and it was not that good, but I went on to other ones and, you know, and that started this kind of hobby, this passion of personal development, which led me to the understanding of the unconscious mind and limiting beliefs and all of these things that would eventually become the keys to transforming my life. And also, you know, kind of at the same uh, time, I grew up in a, you know, household of entrepreneurs. Both of my parents were entrepreneurs and still are. Um, And so, and yours as well, right? So Mm -hmm. I didn't have um, sort of any significant models in my life of a normal employee life or a normal kind of employment lifestyle. You know, my um, father was always the primary earner in my home. And I, I, you know, I, I know he had a normal job when I was very little, but I, you know, I remember being still quite small when he started his first business and leaned heavily into entrepreneurship and, you know, all the challenges and all the benefits um, that went along with that. So anyway, so flash forward to 2019, I've done a, you know, a career as a private investigator. I've done a, a few years, five years in the Canadian military, and now I've left the military and I'm ready for the next stage. And it's just all the experiences up until that point really only led me to one possible next step, which was something in, you know, uh, personal development, coaching, and entrepreneurship. And sort of the nexus of all those points was starting a training company in um, NLP, hypnotherapy, and the other tools that had been so powerful in me transforming myself. So um, I think that's to answer your question. How did you you decide that hypnosis is what I want? Yeah. So during those years from around the time I was 19 to the time I was maybe uh, 25, 26, 27, 28, that's when a lot of change and development happened for me. A lot of coming out of my comfort zone, a lot of confronting um, the limiting beliefs that existed within me, the fears, the anxieties, you know, coming to terms with the fact that just the results that I was getting in my life were the result of the actions I was taking and the decisions that I was making and changing that. And so, as I said, you know, I really dove into the science and the literature and the training of how to make those changes. And, you know, I started to notice after reading many books and listening to many lectures and, and, you know, and purchasing many trainings, the common threads that people were using that were getting the best results, the quickest results and the most effective means of change. And it always came back to the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, the beliefs that we hold within ourselves, the programming that we hold within ourselves, um, and the specific tools that people were using to make changes to that programming. And there's a million different great tools for Mm -hmm. doing that. Probably more than a million. There's probably a billion, you know, great tools for doing that. 
Um, but the ones that keep kept coming into my awareness and the ones that the people who I really admired were always mentioning or alluding to or using were hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming. Um, and then later on, I discovered a thing called timeline therapy techniques, which is really just a combination, a, a special combination of NLP and hypnotherapy. So it was, um, that's how I landed on, on, uh, hypnosis and NLP and, and timeline therapy and, and NLP coaching. It was just from, you know, keeping that keen eye open for what is the common thread amongst all the people who have been on a similar journey to me and are now out there kicking butt and rocking and rolling and having a great time, basically. Wonderful. Well, you know, for me, it's like, I didn't start my, my journey uh, in this stuff when I was in my late teens, early twenties, you know, um, I started much later, but I've always, even when I was in high school and everything, I remember being fascinated with why people do the things they do, because a lot of times people seem to almost like, I don't know why I did what I did, you know, and I kept thinking, well, why is that? Why is that? So it was always in the back of my mind, but I didn't have a clue that it was, um, anything I could find out. You know what I mean? It was like, well, that's just something to ponder on. And, you know, I don't remember the first time I actually got my first self-help book, um, to be honest with you, but maybe it's because it's been such a long time. Um, but it's like, I, I know I have got a plethora of books and, um, and then over the years I, I've had, I got started with my health and life coaching because I was having such an issue with always gaining and losing the weight, gaining and losing the weight. And I was so sick and tired of doing this thing over and over and over again. I kept thinking there's got to be an answer. You know, why am I still doing this? And um, so that's when I decided I was going to become a health coach because I thought if I become a health coach, you know, it'll change my life. And if I never use it for anybody else, that's okay. And it was quite expensive for me at the time. And I thought if I put all this money into it and I do that, then I will definitely finish it. And it was so life-changing for me um, to do that. Then I, then I started, you know, well, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? And um, one of the things that I tell people all the time is that you don't ever get to a place where it's like, ah, done. You know, you get to a place where it's, wow, what else can I learn to facilitate this? How can I help people do things quicker? How can I help people to do things in a different way? And, it just becomes a, a like you, with your program thing, you know, it's like you keep adding different things to it that just kind of like draw you in because it's like, I got to know that. Um, and so I want to real quick, because I know one of the reasons that you are doing your, the part that you've just added that I love, we've only had one intro session and I'm, I'm in love with it already, um, is the, um, the public speaking part. And I know you had said that you were part of Toastmasters and you were, um, you, you were doing a lot of things with Toastmasters. And can you kind of touch a little bit on that? Because to me, that's fascinating too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, and I'm glad you enjoyed the the first session. Oh, I did. I can't wait for the next one. I thought every two weeks. Damn it! <laughs> no, it's it's going to be every week. It's going to be Is every it? week. Well, my count. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look at my calendar again because yeah. I swore it was every two weeks, and I thought, damn, I want this every week. So now I'll go back. I feel better there you, now. <laughs> there you go, um, yeah. So the, the Toastmasters was an important chapter in my life, and the and Toastmasters for those that are not aware is a is a brilliant and wonderful not-for-profit uh, public speaking organization that is organized into clubs or you might call them chapters all around the world. They're in over a hundred different countries, I believe. Um, and it's just small groups of, you know, very friendly and supportive people that get together and go through a process to improve their ability to speak and communicate. And there's leadership elements. Um, and so I was involved in that uh, in um, some capacity or another for several years and there was, it was sort of during a time in my life where I was just binging as many personal development and growth um, processes and opportunities as I possibly could. So amongst being a, a member and eventually an executive in the Toastmasters organization, um, I was doing improv, you know, training at various theater companies. I wanted to do that too, believe it or not. 
it's a lot of fun. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. I recommend anybody who wants to try it, yeah. try it because you'll probably enjoy it. Um, so I did the improv. I did, I did training in stand-up comedy and I did a little bit of stand-up comedy, um, all kinds of different things to, you know, force myself out of my comfort zone and force myself to develop these new skills and, you know, almost always not knowing exactly what the end result was going to be of doing that. Um, but, you know, Toastmasters was one of the most significant ones because it really gave me my voice. It really gave me full and unfettered access to my innate ability to communicate. And, you know, what I tell people now is that when you get better at communicating, you get better at public speaking, you get better at sharing your message and you look back it's not really as if like you installed something that wasn't there before. It's more like you took away the filters, the self-imposed filters, the fears, the hesitation. You know, we tend to stifle ourselves when it comes to communicating with other people. And we know that to be the case because sometimes you can, you know, most people have this experience where you're with your best buddy or you're with somebody you feel very comfortable with. You can talk all day, every day, endlessly express yourself, you know, about things you know things you don't know whatever all of a sudden you're in front of a, a stranger or a couple of strangers and you you no longer have access to that information That's right. <laughs> the filter is up the block is up um and so because of that because of how you know transformational and powerful that experience was for me and I did have the opportunity to um you know go into that club as somebody who was really not good at public speaking and very fearful about it um, and within a few months, you know, that I was doing much better and I was able to speak in front of groups. And, you know, I, I found that people found me quite naturally funny and charismatic in my speaking, which was really nice. And then I went on to, you know, take on the role of the coach within those clubs. And I was teaching and I was leading and I was the vice president of public relations. And then I became the president of a chapter. And so I've taken everything that I learned there and I brought it with me to my to my coaches that I work with now and I've added it as an element and you know by no means do I want to say I'm like copying the brilliant program that is Toastmasters but I'm you know I'm creating my own program that is a gets a little bit more specific in the skills specifically for coaches and entrepreneurs and and uh, that's what you were mentioning we had our first kickoff meeting for that last week and I'm really excited to take that style of transformation um, and bring it to the people that are that are working with me and and learning from me, so that they too can remove those filters, you know, end that self stifling, and communicate their message effectively to whoever they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like I said, I'm super excited about it because I have wanted to do Toastmasters, and I'll if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, the some of the things the reason I didn't do it was because. It was at such an early time of the day for the club that was near me. And yeah. it really wasn't that near me. So it was a good drive. And so it was like, it just didn't seem possible. But if I'm really, really honest, I think it just scared the shit out of me, to be honest yeah. with you, that having to stand up in front of these people. And and it is funny because I can, I can do um, public speaking where I go and I teach like at a, uh, a place where there's a, a small group and I can, I can do it on here. I can, I can do all those things. And where I get the biggest angst about it is when I'm around people that know as much or no more than me about the subject that I'm talking about, because then yeah. it's like, it feels like more judgment is available. Does that yeah. make sense? It does. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, it's um, like the going and doing the public speaking with this group of Toastmasters. I envisioned when I thought about it that I would stand up there, I'd get nervous, I might cry, I might, you know, all kinds of things. And then somebody back there would judge me. See, makes me emotional just yeah. thinking about that. And yeah. um, so I avoided it. And so I'm really grateful for you and bringing this to in, in a totally different capacity so that it doesn't feel so massive. And, yeah. and I will tell you that I, I, my goal with your program is to not only learn as much as possible, but I want to get into a leadership role because you talked a little bit about that. And I thought, oh, that feels so good. You know, I want to do that. And 
So there's so many places I want to take me personally and, and my business. And, um, and so I, I, I'm thanking God every day because it's like, as soon as I have this inclination that I want to step in this direction and do something different, all of a sudden something pops in. It's like, wow, I was just thinking about that, you know, and it just is mind blowing to me that how God and the universe just start sending you the things when you're doing the work to help you make it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And, uh, I totally understand what you're saying. And, you know, um, to go, to go back to your earlier point, you know, and I mentioned this at the meeting the other day, I was petrified, you know, before I went into my first Toastmasters meeting. And I remember, I remember the exact parking spot that I was parked in when I was <laughs> like staying in my car, like not willing to go inside, um, to this first meeting. And then I did, you know, eventually did go in and it was a very friendly crowd, but I don't think the like adrenaline and cortisol, you know, fully dissipated from my system for several days or weeks after that, because it was just so like intense. Um, and I think that's, that's to your point, that's kind of what makes my, you know, my version or our version you know, that we've got now special because, it's even more approachable and even more comfortable. And, and a Toastmasters club is probably one of the most supportive and loving environments you can imagine on this planet. But we have kind of one level of additional support and comfort in that everybody in our little speaking group is a coach or is a hypnotherapist. And some, and we're all kind of in the same greater kind of hypnosis or coaching community. And, you know, I was talking about this the other day, we face a lot of the same struggles. And I think one of the ways that human beings bond um, most quickly and most deeply is by facing similar challenges together. So when you're in a, a room with a group of people who you know are also on this journey of you know marketing themselves online in the service of other people and facing the challenges and facing you know all the different uh, things that we encounter, um, we go into this environment knowing that we're all in the same boat and that and that really sets us up to not only be supported but feel supported as we're growing which is very vital which is very yes. vital for developing these these kinds of skills yeah and and I'll tell you one of the things that I have always well not always a lot of times I felt was a um a a, a hindrance for me was that I had to make a bold jump in something to make myself do it. Um, and it's like, if I had gone to the Toastmasters meeting and I was sitting in the parking lot, it would have been hell to get out of the car and go in. But if I had gotten up that early and got there and was sitting there, I would make myself do it. Um, and like, there's um, one story I'll, I'll share real quick is um, I had decided I, I, I had, and I won't go through the whole details because it's it's irrelevant to what we're talking about right now, but I had gotten to a place where I decided, okay, I've got to make myself get exercise. I've got to do it. There's no way around it. And so the, the same as the God in the universe giving you things, as soon as I made that decision, I opened up the newspaper back when you watched, read the newspaper, um, opened up the newspaper and there was this ad for a, um, a, uh, a fundraiser thing for, I think it was a heart association or whatever. And it was um, a marathon, half marathon, mm -hmm. a marathon. And I thought, Ooh, that's it. I'll go do that. So I go to the meeting and I didn't even know what the hell it really was. I knew you walked or you ran. I didn't have a clue what the distance was. And at the time I couldn't even walk from my front door to the mailbox without being out of breath. And yeah. So I get to this meeting and they tell that I was going to do a half marathon and they said, well, you can walk or you can run. I thought, okay, good, 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 good. I can walk. I can walk. That's no problem. And then they said, and it's 13 point, I can't remember if it's one or two miles, whatever it is. And I thought, oh my God, I can't even walk to the mailbox. How the hell am I going to do this? And, and I thought, I'm doing this. It was in the spring. I didn't have to do the, the event. It wasn't until November on Thanksgiving day. And I'm okay. And so I did, I mean, I pushed myself, I plugged and I worked my ass off to get to the place where I could do this. And like I said, I couldn't even walk from my, from one mailbox to the next without being winded. Um, yeah. By the time I got toward the end, even halfway through, I was walking four miles a day and 13 miles on Sunday. And 
just to train. And um, so I lost tons of weight during the process, didn't change my eating at all, which was the biggest problem when the thing was over. But I did it and I made it. I did it, walked it in four hours and felt like I had climbed Mount Everest when I got done. But that's the place most of the time I have to put myself in to move something, right? And that's why I said I had to get into, for my business, I had to get into my why deeper so that I had something that was pushing me besides an event. And um, so it's it's amazing how for a long time, I thought that was a, a hindrance, that that was the only way I could make myself do it. But now that I've learned a lot, it's like, it's not a hindrance. It's a, it's a gift um, sure. because a lot of people can't push themselves through, even if they have something like that, they give up or they don't do it, you know, um, because it wasn't easy. And I was doing it by myself because I worked on Saturdays and that's when they did all their group training. Right. So I yes. had to do it all on my own, but now I can see it as a, as a gift that I have, that I can find something deep inside to, to move me. And so when you look at your life and all the different things that you've done and what's changed about your life and everything, what do you feel like? And I know you've, you've talked about some of the stuff, but is there something so deep inside that sometimes it'll bring it, you to tears to think, oh my God, I can't believe that I used to think that was something that was wrong with me. But now, oh my gosh, I know it was a gift. Ooh, it used to be it used to be something I thought was wrong. I mean, you know, I'm probably at the point now where I'm taking a lot of those things for granted. They've just become like because I think there's an arc there where you know you have these challenges that you face, and they're either internal or external, and they seem like a burden. And then you work your way through them and then you have this realization, well, I wouldn't be where I was, where I am today uh, if it wasn't for all those hardships or those challenges. And then eventually you just, you know, kind of life goes on. So I bet if I thought about it for a few minutes, there would be plenty. And I mean, just, you know, a very obvious one would be, you know, some pretty severe anxiety um, when I was a, a young man, social anxiety, general anxiety, um, uh, relationship anxiety you know um all those things and if i didn't have to address those and escape them you know i may not have gone down this personal development road and i may not be in this business that i am today that gives me a level of freedom and joy that most people you know don't get unfortunately don't get to experience so that would be that would be a huge one right like mm -hmm. I, now that i think about it and you pose this question it, things were tough for me. Things were, there were times in my life where things were very, very, very tough. And, uh, but if they hadn't been, uh, and they hadn't led me down the path that I went down, uh, you know, I wouldn't be celebrating the things that I'm celebrating today. So that's a big one. Um, and just that, and, and then, you know, the public speaking and just being seen and being heard as well, you know, um, having to start from a point of, disadvantage compared to an average person like I wasn't just like afraid of public speaking you know when I was a, a younger person it was like uh extreme right yeah uh, and so having to work my way through that now has set me up to be effective at helping other people to work their way through that so I think the list might might go on but th there's a couple <laughs> there's a couple of them for you well, I know anxiety can be really, really devastating. And I don't think my daughter suffers with it as much now as she did. But I remember one time with her, we went, um, we were go we were in Denver and we were gonna go to this little shopping area and get out and go look around, right? And when we got there, there was a lot of people around and stuff and everything. And all of a sudden she almost started hyperventilating. And she said, we, I, I can't get out of the car. I, yeah. I, I can't do this. And I said, well, let's get out, you know, cause I didn't suffer from anxiety from just normal situations. Now you put me in certain situations, I could be very anxious, but nor to me, those were normal situations. And I, so it wasn't something that I experienced. So I said, well, let's just get out. You'll be fine. She said, no. Um, I can't do it. 
And so at the beginning, I was like, damn it, we drove all this way over here. We're, you know, and I, I wasn't being very supportive. I didn't say those things, but they were going through my mind. Yeah. And then I looked at her face and I could see, I mean, the anxiety in her face and she was sweating and she was almost shaking. And I said, okay, let's just go back. And, you know, so I've seen the, um, how anxiety just really can, you know, hold you back from doing things that, you know, other people just take totally for granted. So I can appreciate that you had a leveling of anxiety that kind of held you back in life and that you were able to um, overcome that and make it a gift that um, you had to push you into a different arena, so to speak. And so it's uh, uh, one of the things I love about my podcast is that I have not talked to one solitary person that didn't have something that just kind of pushed them from where they were um, to this whole new life that they wouldn't change anything about that life because it helped them to um, to propel to, to this one. And so it's always fascinating to me. Like I said, I've always been curious about why people do the things that they do. And so I, I think that's why I enjoy doing this so, so much. And um, so I want to ask you, you know, we've talked about, you know, you were in the military, we've talked about your anxiety, and we've talked about how you got into hypnosis and doing the um, the, the programs and stuff that you're doing now. So do you have in your mind, is there like a project that's coming up that has been just kind of tickling in the back of your head, other than what we're doing right now in our, um, what is it called now? It's not the social, simple social sanctuary, it's the well, we've got the simple social sanctuary, which is the normal membership. <laughs> and then there's the engage level. That's which the engage. That's the public speaking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but to answer your question, yeah, I do have another project in the works. So this, this whole year since uh, I launched the membership, I've really been kind of transforming the offers. You know, the last few years I was focusing on NLP certifications, hypnosis certifications, you know, and, and training coaches in these spe specific skills and giving them certifications or training um, in how to do the coaching. And this year, and those were all what we would call in this industry, high ticket offers because it was intensive training, 100% live in most cases, um, or a hybrid of live, you know, one-to-one -one calls and whatever. This year I decided to, and this is why I said earlier, you know, I'm kind of in a position where I'm lucky I can break some of the rules of being effective in coaching. I put all of my high ticket offers basically on hold uh, or most of them on hold so that I could focus on, you know, this $7 membership, right? Um, because I Well, not to... if you upgrade, it goes up. So but, yeah, there's a higher, there's a higher <laughs> premium tier, which is also not- Still not very expensive. I mean, it was like, oh, mind blown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's most people's reaction. Yeah, right? yeah. but uh, I want I wanted to make it work. I wanted to make it work this year and have a you know a highly accessible program support program for coaches and hypnotherapists that was also really highly valuable. And it's the kind of thing that not anybody can just launch at any time because it meant a dip in my revenue for the last nine months. So and that's fine because I built a strong foundation over the last years. So now that I've got the membership rocking and rolling and people love it, like, you know, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive and, you know, and it makes sense because I'm giving them gold bars for the price of $1 bills, basically. Right? Or pennies. Um, <laughs> pennies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've got the engaged level with the public speaking, which is something that any online entrepreneur or coach or anybody in a similar business must have dialed in. Um, so the next thing to, to answer your question is I'm, I'm, you know, the, the idea of a pilot project, a beta program is rolling around in my head um, because I always want to give the people what they want, you know, and for those of you in business, give the people what they want is pretty good advice when it comes yeah, to, yeah. you know, making offers. And so I've had a lot of people say, well, we love, you know, the membership, we love the engage level, but we want more and more intensive um, support and maybe, you know, more specific support. And so I'm just right now um, finalizing the details for a beta program for a 12-week 
um, social media and content and business coaching for people that want to work kind of uh, intensively and do a sprint and get a whole bunch of things dialed in in their business and install some, you know, good, powerful systems um, for connecting with their clients. And so I've got, I've got a meeting with actually the first person who might enroll uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. So that's okay. coming. I don't even have a name for it yet. All right. That's, well, that, that's well I definitely want to know all about that. You um, definitely want to know all about yes, that. Yes, yeah. yes. And I will ask, so thinking about this program, you because you've done enough that you know a little bit about it. So is it something where it takes off where what we're studying now in your uh, in your portal, is it take from the end of that? So it's like you're progressing from that or is it kind of from the beginning of that? So people, instead of doing this monthly thing, would get this blast of that stuff. Yeah. So the difference would be, you know, and this is, and this is something that I've really um, come to. I'm sure this is something I'll know on the call, but I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> Put it out there. I mean, this, no, well, well, this is good. Your question directly speaks to, you know, sort of offer creation of value tiers, which is relevant. If anybody's um, listening to this who is a coach or an entrepreneur, this is relevant for everyone. Um, because the information, like when you're an expert in something, you're a coach in something, the information that you're putting out there doesn't really change depending on the, the value level, right? Like the principles at my $7 program are pretty much the same as the principles at my, you know, $50 a month program. And the principles, the overarching principles are going to be the same in this more intensive, you know, beta program. What's different is going to be the level of attention and implementation, right? So mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, in, in the beta program, it's going to be radically different ideas, for what I'm giving away in my membership program, it's going to be kind of the same ideas, except I'm going to be holding the hand of the people in the program. And we're, it's more of a let's do this together rather than in a, a group membership, which is very powerful. The, the members are, you know, they do on their own and then they can come with their challenges to sort of the wider group coaching calls. Right. So the, it's mainly a difference in implementation in uh, intensity and in access to, you know, me specifically. And of course, there's going to be some, you know, systems that just don't make sense to teach in the lower tier membership, because um, they're too time intensive. So, you know, those will be introduced in this, in this yeah, beta. That's program. what Does I was that looking for. Because I'm thinking, you know, um, if, if you've been in the, um, the social sanctuary for a while, and you've been going through the stuff, you've been implementing a lot of this stuff and bringing it up in the group and that kind of thing. Um, and like I said, you are so good. If there's a, a, a problem or an issue that I can't figure out, I can pop you a little question and you get back with me. Um, and I know this, what you're talking about is a totally different level. And so I was just, the thing I was curious about is, you know, if I've already implemented a bunch of that stuff, do you just kind of look at the stuff I've already done and say, okay, you've done that stuff. Let's start here. It's going to be a little bit of that. It's going to be... Okay. You know, a, a little bit of looking at, you know, the people in, who are in the beta group, what do they got going on right now and how can we dial it in better and, you know, make it easier for them or basically increase their their results without increasing their um, energy expenditure. That's really important. Ooh, That's that the value good. kind of like a, like a higher tier program, right? Yeah. But then also, you know, um, to give you like a specific example, one thing that we don't have time and that you know doesn't really make sense to get too deep into in um, the wider group membership is like how to run a strategy call or how to run a discovery call where you're in a sales role, you got a potential client in front of you, and you know you need to guide them through a process where they both are acutely aware of what's going on in their life, what your service is, and if it's a good choice for them because that's something that if we don't handle well, well, we don't make sales and then the, the client doesn't get the transformation that might transform their life. And that's like, that's one of those skills that it makes sense to learn Do more one-on-one, -on -one. you know, a small group or a one-on-one -on -one where we can go through like with your specific niche and you can even bring back, you know, recordings of calls you've done. Ooh, that sounds you good. Construct them, that yeah. kind of thing. So that's just one example of like, you know, something that I can, I can teach it in a group membership, you know, at a lower price point, but I can't like hold your hand while you implement it. Right. That's a big thing. But in this, you know, in a, in a 12 week 
limited container where we only have a certain number of people in there and we have specific time allotted for that, you know, that those kind of skills we can dive into more. Ah, that sounds perfect. Perfect. So I need to schedule one of those calls with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. I'll be doing that when we get off here. Sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, because I'm excited you. about um not that you had anxiety, but I'm excited that the anxiety led you to this place and um, that you are here to help so many of us that, um, and I'm only speaking for myself, that feel like they flounder a lot of times because they just don't know how to do certain things. And I'll just share a little quick story um, that helps me to um, explain to somebody what somebody like you does. And, and this may sound like it has nothing to do with anything, but I've shared this story before and it means a lot. Okay. Um, I'll just preface with that. Um, I moved into a new house and I had a lawnmower that I'd only had for a year, but it hadn't been used because I had somebody that did my yard. So it'd been sitting for a bit. And when I went to crank it up, the first time I needed to cut my grass, it wouldn't work. And it was like, damn it, I don't know what to do. So I didn't have anybody that I could call and I couldn't, I didn't have a car that I could put it in the car to get it anywhere. So I started my Google search and um, I put in about the lawnmower and I finally came up with a bunch of videos and found out that it was a spark plug. Well, now this is a, a new lawnmower. I go look at it and I don't even see a damn spark plug. So then I have to go back to more videos to show me where the spark plug is. So I'll find one of those. And then the guy would show you open in this case, there's the spark plug. And then he would show it holding it in his hand. So I think, okay, great. So then I go to the lawnmower. I don't know how to get the damn thing out of the lawnmower and in my hand. I twisted it. I did all, I, I couldn't figure it out. So I had to go and I watched more videos, more. Nobody showed you. They all took for granted that you knew how to get the damn spark plug out. So I end up going to my neighbor and he comes over and he says, and I remember I was new here, so I didn't even know him. And he says, well, you need a special tool to get it out of the lawnmower. He said, it should have come with the lawnmower. And I said, well, you know, I've had the lawnmower for over a year. I don't have a clue where this tool is. So I had to write down all the information, go to Home Depot. They had to help me. I got the tool, got back, took it out and I was fine. But the thing that people like you do is you not only show you where it's at and how it looks at the end, but you show the damn process of taking it out of the lawnmower and into your hand. And to me, that's an amazing skill because like I said, when I looked at videos about this lawnmower, there was not one video, not one of these men showing this because they all knew how to take it out. Yeah. And I didn't. And so it was like, I wanted from that point, I wanted to go in and say, okay, here, anybody that's looking at this lawnmower, this is how you take it out. But I thought, well, that's a waste of my time, you know, <laughs> let them figure it out. But um, I know that sounds like a, it's a long story to say something so simple, but um, it, it is a gift to be able to take people into the little incremental steps that they need to make to create something. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a wonderful metaphor. I love that story. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I always feel silly when I start it because I think people are thinking, what the hell has that got to do with a lawnmower? <laughs> no, it's very true. I mean, that is the value of a, a good coach, right? And mm -hmm. that's like all that hassle, all that headache, you know, if you have a real human being in front of you who's done the thing before, yeah. well, it's just one simple question, one simple solution, you save hours of time. And when we look at like a coaching relationship, whether it's a business coaching or life coaching, anxiety coach, relationship coach, whatever, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, you could go and read the books and figure it out on your own in weeks, months, or years, or never potentially, or you mm -hmm. can hire the person who's an expert in that thing and they'll get you there as fast as is reasonable. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's why this, I think people are really realizing that and realizing the value of time and, and energy and, you know, coaching in general has just exploded for, for that exact reason, for, because of the lawnmower, because of the yes, park. Yes. <laughs> and I will say the older I get, the more I realize how valuable time is. And it's not like it's not valuable when you're young because um, my children's father passed away from a massive heart attack and he was 43. Is that right? Yeah. I think 43. And um, so, you know, 
his life ended then. So he didn't even have those years from 43 to where I'm at now. And so it is such a valuable thing to make sure you're utilizing your time for things that give you joy and make you feel like life is better. And, you know, so um, time is an amazing commodity that I think everybody needs to make sure they're not just willy nilly wasting time on when they could have someone like you, like me to help them to create the changes. Like I I did a, um, a video this morning and it was all about the people who, you know, they're not getting in front of the camera. They're not going to visit friends or they're not going to the party or anything because something about their body or their life is holding them back. And, you know, and it's, it's time to start living. It's time to start, you know, not letting those things get in the way. If there's something that you want to change in your life, find a way to make it happen and get help to make it happen, but don't just stop living. And that's what I think a lot of people end up doing. And um, so, uh, so um, I guess we're kind of close on time. So, um, and I want to be respectful of your time. And so just really quick, do you have any last tidbit of advice that you would give anybody that's watching or listening? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I just want to echo what you just said. I think that was brilliant advice. You know, life for better or worse is short and you have no way of knowing how, how short or how long it'll be. So commit to doing things, you know, to improve your life, serve the, serve others around you if you can, um, and, and make being happy a a priority. You know, your, the quality of you, the quality of your life is determined by, your how you set your priorities everybody so uh set good ones right ask yourself what's really important to you yeah definitely and that comes to my my last bit of advice that i've started putting on each one of my podcasts um and it's just this the best way to predict the future is create it so what are you creating And with that, I will say thank you so much, Ryan, for being here and um, sharing your your wonderful story and your your presence, because for some reason, your voice and the the way you are as a person and your energy always makes me feel like it's home. So thank you for that. Thank you, Vicki. And again, thank you for inviting me and thank you for your kind words. That's lovely. All right. All right. Bye, everybody.